The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Welcome to B-Movies and eBooks. I am Craig Wade. And I am Brian Allen Delaney. And it is episode 124. Yes. Let's get that slow <laughs> clap going. And it uh, died. Um, yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it would be great, though, if like our wives came in the room like clapping like, <laughs> faster. The kids. Wait, somebody start a slow clap? <laughs> Dude, I successfully started a slow clap one time at a wedding. It was amazing. Yeah, I know. I've heard this story. I know. Well, I mean, we don't have things to talk about. Hey, you know. let's start a podcast, two guys that don't have things to talk about. <laughs> um, all right. So, today we are starting, I guess we never really named it. Wanna oh, call- I got a name for it. Okay, call it. Okay, because uh, we're we're doing, we're reading through it, mm-hmm. right? And then um, uh, I suggested we do nothing but clown-based movies, uh-huh. right? Here we go. B&E's Summer of Fun. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so that includes a book club. We encourage you guys to read along with us. Uh, yeah, because we're doing it, and it's going to be spoiler heavy. Very, very spoiler heavy. And this will last probably f- four or five episodes because we're not. Depends re- on how slow we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll put it this way. We were like, let's do 300 pages. And then we're like, yeah, let's go back to 250. let's do 25 percent so we can make sure to get it done in four weeks you know how about how about 20 percent for this first one (laughs) yeah so um but uh yeah so we encourage you guys to read along with it with us uh we got a 250 page uh head start but go ahead and do that and then follow along they could just pause it yeah right now and then and then go read 250 pages of a maybe, book. Maybe pause it after our timely, timely news is over. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so that, and then we're doing Clown Tour Guys. <laughs> a film on, what was that, on Hulu? Or Am- yeah, well, uh, I watched it on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, yeah. I don't know if it is on Hulu or not. Yeah, well, it's on Amazon Prime. So, if you got Amazon Prime... Watch it, I guess. <laughs> um, all right. Before we get into any of that, what's new with you? Uh, you know, I really don't have much news. I've been we took a busy. month off. <laughs> I know, but I've been really busy doing like uh, projects and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, let's see. Did you say yeah? You too? No, I said makes sense. Oh, <laughs> that's really like, yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's start it. <laughs> um, no, like uh, I did watch Hellboy, the new Hellboy. Is it good? And I... uh, you know what? It it has its moments. Like right. it feels like it should have been, say, three different movies. Like, I just heard it was terribly directed, and what? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like it it felt. It f- 
felt really compressed. Mm-hmm. Like, cause there was, it, it feels like it should have been three different movies, like over the span of time or whatever, because there were so many different plot lines that loosely connected mm-hmm. and it could have been fleshed out a lot more. What'd you I watch thought, it on? Uh, or was it, cause it's on streaming on some channel now. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, like um, it it they've already rushed it like to free streaming. Yeah. Uh but I, I think um what's his face? David Harbour uh-huh. did a really good job as Hellboy. Like uh-huh. he did like I thought he was really good, but the movie itself was like I don't know, it just it just seemed like a series of vignettes, like action set pieces. You know that I, none of them were really fleshed out. I I get the appeal of Hellboy, and I think if I like read the comics, I'd probably like the movie. But mm-hmm. you know, I I've seen them both, like the, both, not even counting this as a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them both, and it's not like I didn't like them, but I was I was just like, oh okay, well yeah, I mean that's fun. Like I watched them in theater yeah. and never really watched them again. Yeah, I, but I see that. I think that it's one of those things that probably makes a lot more sense if you are at least familiar with the the comic book world of it. Yeah, and I'm not at all. Like, yeah, there was a lot of like references and stuff, or a lot of characters that it seemed like you were expected to know who they were already. BPRD is Hellboy, right? What? BPRD is yeah. Hellboy Universe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's but, odd is I've read some of those comics. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just a spinoff. <laughs> yeah, but no, I've never read a Hellboy. <laughs> I, I haven't read many, but what I have, I've liked. Yeah? Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Um, Let's see, what else? Uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. Season, I, Shotgun season three of that. How was it? Um, Really good, actually. I basically like, heard across the board that it's the best season. Or at least up there with season one. Season two yeah. never gets any love. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with that. I think it was, I don't know. There's just something like about season one, you know, that was like, I don't know, I guess like the mystery aspect of it too. And a lot of that has been, I don't want to say fully explained, but expanded upon, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like you understand what the upside down kind of is and junk like that. Whereas in the first one, it was like that that unknown aspect of it was, you know, interesting. But this one is definitely season three is definitely as good as season one. Nice. Yeah, it was really good. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I watched uh, Midsummer. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you want to talk more about Stranger Things? Oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> okay. It seemed like it was a natural lull, so... Yeah, I watched mm-hmm. Midsummer. Um, it was, you know, I, it was good. It was like I liked it better than Hereditary, but you know, like I, I, I liked Hereditary. It was good. I think it made my top five movies of that year, mm-hmm. but or of last year. But I just, I, it was only because it was a slow year. <laughs> you know, it's not that I loved it so much. It's that I didn't really see five better movies than that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no this was good it was just uh, it was more of a drama than anything like a trippy drama mm-hmm. just lots of like 
you know, them doing acid. But even that, like, while they were doing acid, you would kind of see see everything in the movie, like, trippy and, like, growing, like, holes and stuff. Like, you know, real trippy yeah. looking. Other than that, like, I, I was just kind of like, couldn't you just tell us they did acid and not show us this? <laughs> like, like, why do I have to go through this? Why do I have to <laughs> suffer their choices? <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, it was it was good. Um, again, it's not something that I think... I think the right people would love it. And I, I really, really like uh, movies about, like, cults. Which is odd, because mm-hmm. I'm not big on, like, the occult. Like in yeah. film, I, I just like I like the power structure and stuff like that about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was disappointed because there wasn't, I guess, a tiny spoiler. There wasn't uh, a supernatural aspect to it, and it hmm. appeared like that in the seems tr- like a huge spoiler. <laughs> it, no, I mean it's pretty. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess like in in the sense that like fate is supernatural or something like that. You could make that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But like, uh-huh. that's I don't know. You could make that leap, but I don't know. But the trailers, like, if I'm not thinking, like, didn't it show someone floating in the trailer? <laughs> like, didn't it, it show it feet levitating? Like, spooky, like occultish vibe to it. I mean, they were participating in like occult practices, mm-hmm. but like, there was nothing like they didn't summon anything and nothing. Like that happened. Crazy shit happens, but more more so than anything, it's just like because these people were in a cult, you know, and they yeah. they're on an agreed to uh, system of uh, tradition, you know. But mm-hmm. anyway, I don't know. I liked it. I didn't love it. I, I think that it's worth watching, though. Cool. Yeah. The glowing review. <laughs> nah, nah, it's just supposed <laughs> to be slightly more than lukewarm. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah. uh, Jane Silent Bob trailer, yeah, did you see it? I did, looks awesome, it does. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, <laughs> okay, all right, no, I mean, like, I don't know, um, no, it looks funny, it looks like it basically it's like they are actually doing a reboot. Of the Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. You know what I mean? Like, even though it's technically a sequel, it's basically the same exact plot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, it, it's uh, just uh, kind of a clever, like, meta joke. Yeah. And I like that uh, they made, who was it? I can't remember. I guess Chronic is now uh, a female. Yeah. It's the. Yeah, because. Melissa Benoist, I don't know, Benoit, I, I, I don't know how you say your last name, Benoist, whatever. Uh, anyway, sure. the woman from uh, Supergirl. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just, I think that that's just kind of a timely, you know, yeah, very timely with that. But um, yeah, I, it looks great to me. I, I, I love Kevin Smith movies, although that film, for some reason, always felt like an outlier to me. Yeah, like, me too. In the Viewisk universe, it seemed like a it, spinoff or something. It almost felt like, okay, and and I don't, I don't want this to come off as bad as it's going to sound, but it almost felt like a cash grab. For sure. You know, because Jay and Silent Bob were like the breakout characters, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, of clerks and mall rats and everything like that, and then like giving them their own movie, 
just seemed really cash grabby. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I'm, I I think Kevin Smith's indie cred is kind of gone, so and that's not really that what? hot takey because he merchandises everything. So of course he didn't he didn't get all of his indie <laughs> cred back with Tusk <laughs> with yoga hosers. <laughs> <laughs> I still want to see Moose Jaws. Yeah, me too. I hope he ever makes it, but I don't, I'm starting he probably to think won't. he won't. Hey, if he does, it'll be like another 20 years. And he's kind of like us. We we announce things and then they never yeah, happen. Yeah, just never do it. <laughs> I, I, I give us a 50-50 shot of even finishing it. <laughs> we quit in the middle. <laughs> like, Sorry, did y'all know this book is long? Uh, <laughs> Like, have you guys actually seen a copy of it? <laughs> it is huge, right? Like, it is I mean, really big. look, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Here's four other books, okay? <laughs> it's almost four other books. Uh, and page length, it's, it's more than that. But yeah, it's just insane how big it is. Um, yeah. Which I, the only reason I, I keep showing you is because you're reading the the uh, ebook I have a copy, version, yeah. yeah. So you're not you're not seeing how massive. <laughs> it's, I mean, like, I feel like I wouldn't even have room or anything in my bag for that book, <laughs> dude. It took up most of my travel bag, like most of my backpack, <laughs> and put it like reading it on the plane. There was no. Uh, there was nowhere for me to like hold it, you know, like because you're kind of cooped up anyway. Like I kept having to put it on my tray table just to read it comfortably. That's how I read books and on an airplane usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's how I read House of Leaves. Yeah, well, this table. is bigger than House of Leaves. Oh, it's way bigger than House of Leaves. <laughs> but anyway, um, all right, so that happened. It two trailer dropped, which I mean, oh yeah, I'm happy. It looks great. Whatever, you know. Yeah, there's there's really not much to say other than it looks fantastic. I'm overjoyed. And he, <laughs> uh, the other trailer I wanted to talk about that dropped. Did you happen to see the Creep Show TV show trailer? I saw an announcement for it, and I didn't watch it. Oh my gosh, dude! It. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I guess because we're on on the on the air, I'll hype it up more. <laughs> no, no, it really does. It looks like that kind of horror that's so far up my alley that it's not even funny. Where it's like not lighthearted, very, very like sinister and whatever, but at the same time, comic booky. Like you know, like at that uh, camp. Yes, campy, but not like <laughs> Batman sixty six campy. <laughs> 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 like it tells from the crypt you know yeah stakes are high in the story but it's you're also kind of laughing at them so yeah that's how you're supposed to enjoy horror movies right laughing at them yep <laughs> <laughs> laughing at the victims <laughs> tis your <You're>... fate <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're supposed to empathize with like the murderers and stuff right, <laughs> right? the monsters <laughs> yeah yeah that blob never got his shot. <laughs> the blob? <laughs> like the one you could least empathize with. I don't know, dude. Just sitting around eating everything. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm, uh, I hope to star in the sequel. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. Well, you got anything else? I'm sure uh, there's. I don't think so. I feel like I did, but it's been like a month. So I can't remember what it was. I know, man. I should really start writing these things down. I know. You know, even last night I was like, 
there's so many things I want to talk about. I need to start writing down. And then I literally was right by the no- like my notebook. And I was like, mm, nah, it's too far, man. Like, <clears throat> and so maybe you, maybe you can relate to the blob. <laughs> Just yeah. sitting there. Yep. All right. So you want to come back and talk Clowntergeist or it? Uh, let, let's do let's do Clowntergeist first. All right. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) All right. We'll be right back. All right. We're back. We are talking Clowntergeist, which is a title so dumb that I can't even say it without even without it bringing some sort of chortle. Chortle, <laughs> yeah, no man. Without um, a titter, I'm sure that's what the the writers and directors of this movie were going for. Chortles. <laughs> Do you think it was or no? No, no, absolutely not. No, I feel like uh, they were trying to save this film by giving it the title Contergeist, and we're probably gonna. Be... I I feel like it is a complete disconnect between the tone of the movie and the tone of the title. Because mm-hmm. Clowntergeist sounds dumb. It sounds like the same sort of thing that you would get from like Killer Bong or Ginger Dead Man. Right? Uh-huh. And and it is not. It plays itself so seriously. Yeah. Yeah, let me read some of the glowing reviews off the, the cover of this film, okay? Oh, the cover. Okay. Yeah, so these are the pool quotes. It meets Friday the 13th. Nope. Go balloons. <laughs> balloons have never been so scary. Um, okay. <laughs> this could be the best independent horror, or one of the best independent horror titles of 2017. Eight and a half out of ten. I who, want, who did that pull quote? I, you know, the it's so pixely whenever I try to get down to that. It feels like, yeah, I can't read it, but whatever. <laughs> it, it, whoever did it, I want to ban ever looking at their website but we'll tell you why in a second unless all of a sudden you love it (laughs) well we'll see won't we Uh, horrorsociety.com yeah I will never be uh, uh, trusting them damn just burning bridges on air yep fuck you (laughs) (laughs) horrorsociety.com you know a website that's probably gets way more traffic than us (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah horror Society. Now I'm just checking them out. Uh, yeah, I'm doing it too. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that, you know, somebody wrote that. Yeah, this website actually looks pretty cool. All right. Bookmark and. <laughs> and. Uh, All right. I, I did no. bookmark it because <laughs> it does look like a. Okay. I'll take it back. All right. Horror Society. I. I yeah. <laughs> you got one strike. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so here's the synopsis mm-hmm. from from IMDb here. Emma, a college student with a crippling fear of clowns, must come face to face with their worst fear when an evil spirit in the body of a clown is summoned, terrorizing the town she calls home. Yeah, uh, that's sort of accurate. Sort of. I feel like they could never make a decision between whether or not this clown was supposed to be ghostly or not. Yeah. So they just were like at the end, like, ah, let's just make him possessed. That way you can yeah, kill him. He's and, just, mm. he's just a clown that was possessed by a demon. <laughs> yeah. It's so like, 
Hey, I love clown horror. Are we actually doing clowns uh, oh, the yes. entire time? Okay, oh, cool, we're, cool. We're going to do clowns for the rest of <laughs> it, however long it takes us to do it. I have a movie uh, we can do next time. Uh, Funland? Okay. I, I believe that... Is it about clowns? Well, I saw it when I was little. Um, Ooh, if it's not about clowns, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I saw it when I was little. I think it's about a clown gangster. Um, okay, now I really want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Here, hold on. While we're wait, in the middle. Wait, wait, wait. Like is it like one of those little homies figures? <laughs> no, no, no. I wish. No, uh, it's listed as a crime thriller slash comedy. I remember it kind of <laughs> creeped me out when I was little. So... All right. It follows a disgruntled clown who takes revenge on the staff okay. of an amusement Dawn. park who fired him. It was filmed. At, I needed to hear. It was filmed at Six Flags. <laughs> like, why would they even say that in the s- synopsis? <laughs> yeah, it's on. Uh, it's on Prime, I believe, because it keeps popping okay, up. That'll be our next week one. Look at look at the cover. Just him with a Tommy gun. All right. All right. Funland next week. Okay. Okay. So, Clowntergeist, <laughs> the movie we're actually reviewing. So, yeah. All right. So, um, I don't even know where to start with this, well, to be honest with you. No, it was shit. It was shit. It was a stupid movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, I was going to start taking notes and be like... All right. Well, uh, well, let's. Well, I mean, that's kind of on me. I never take notes, but it had no cohesive narrative in the beginning. It almost makes you feel like it's like a, a the ring type, where this girl yeah. is like possessed. Like she starts throwing up blood and shit, and like then the, balloons start appearing that show her. We like, should we should uh, state that this is not the person we're following. No, this, this is, is the different. cheap kill at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it's the. Um, Drew Barrymore and Scream. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, so she's going, you know, she goes to the house and there's a clown in it. She sees like, what, like a balloon with a a bloody balloon with like a marker of a time, like written like time she's going to die on it. Yeah, and then it keeps being like two hours till the incident. One hour yeah. till the incident. And it's like, yeah. I don't care, just show me the incident. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so <laughs> I don't know. Like, wh- what is it about red balloons and clown horror? Uh, I, it only it. And but here's the thing, though. Like, we're gonna get to this in a second. It wasn't just red. Red and it. No, but they were in the movies. I know. But so, like, mm. why, like. Is it just because it's blood colored? Well, hell, they're not even all red on the Clowntergeist cover. They're like yeah, multicolored. I know. But in the movie, they're all red and they're all like red. cheap, sharpie markered. I I appreciate the like pragmatism of those bloody balloons because they always showed up in the victim's bathroom sink. <laughs> yeah. You know, which made it easier for the rest of the film crew to to clean up that blood. Of course. Of or course. Clowntergeist. Uh, wait, what's his name? Ribcage? Yeah, rib, Ribcage the Clown. <laughs> is, is uh, you know, just considerate. And he doesn't want his victim's carpet to get messed up and stuff like that. Hey, one thing that I will say, the acting in this film wasn't bad. No, it really wasn't. Like, and I mean, I'd say some of the the shots... And the color grading were a little bland, but it didn't look bad. 
No, no. It, it was there, fine. There were, some parts, there were some parts even that went into like Suspiria style like uh, expressionism. You know, with like the weird color schemes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was just so uneven to me. Like, and, and like you said, it just wasn't even cohesive. There were parts where like the scene just, just kind of ended. And yeah. like they were just in a new place. There were, there was one in particular that, that got me that was like Rib Cage had had our, our hero Emma like tied up at a table mm-hmm. and he was gonna like feed her stuff. And then that scene just ended and they were in a different place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Like like it wasn't it wasn't like even billed really as a dream sequence or anything like that. It was just the scene was over. I assumed it was a dream. I know, but I mean, like, there was there was a dream sequence earlier, and then it showed her like actually waking up in bed. This one didn't do that. They were just in a different room. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Like I don't know. You know, uh, this film. I didn't. I'll put it this way. I've been making a concentrated effort to try and pay attention when films start sucking. Like, just go ahead and continue paying attention because maybe it gets good, you know, rather than rewinding or anything like that. Because, you know, nine times out of ten, if it's a two and a half or above, I'm going to stay off my phone and watch, you know? Yeah. But also, if it's a two and uh, below a two and a half, I'm kind of like, I don't know. This is <laughs> this is losing me, you know. Yeah. This film lost me way before the ending. Like, I did <laughs> rewind it a few times, and not because I wasn't like paying attention. Like I said, I'm I'm trying to pay attention to these shitty stinker movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it lost me. Like, I didn't care by the ending. I didn't care about any of it. Nothing held me. It was yeah. it was one of these films where the logic it, it uh, makes sense. The film only makes sense if they had no opportunity to reshoot and noticed a bunch of errors and just cut mm-hmm. them out. Um, yeah. and or if it was written by like someone that's never interacted with society. <laughs> like <laughs> Are you, are you talking like a, a child that was raised in a laboratory with one of those like chicken wire cutouts of a mother instead of like... <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> no like I just didn't it didn't make sense and like you said they could never decide if it was a ghost or if it was a guy and then at the end they're like guess what it's a guy guess and... it's both it's a ghost guy. And it had, like, the dumbest heel turn I've ever seen in my life. Like, spoilers. When the local ice cream man turned out to be bad. And he was their boss. Oh, he was their boss? I think. <laughs> I thought, I I thought they like, just supplied him ice cream. Maybe. Because, like, <clears throat> it's, you know, the they're introduced as working at, like, this ice cream place. Or as what it seems like. Because, like, her friend is, like, getting complaints that she gave her this lady the wrong ice cream or whatever and then later it just seems like a like a just a diner mm-hmm. i don't know it was real weird yeah i guess he did just supply ice cream but then later in the ice cream van or in the ice cream truck 
He said he got the ice cream truck because he needed more money for his family. Implying well, you, there's also an ice cream store somewhere. Oh, I just assumed that like he was like a trust fund kid or something, and like <laughs> his nest egg was running out, so he needed more money. Yeah, so the, it's like, why would you supply your ice cream to another store if you already have an ice cream store? Well, see, Brian, that's why I work at my job. I need more money for my family. <laughs> yeah, but you don't. You don't go like. It's give the oil only and source. gas to another company. <laughs> it's the only source of income. Uh, yeah, I guess if people don't know me, I'm not a trust fund kid. <laughs> yes, you're like wait, surprisingly. Right? <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, I mean, what a dude with a podcast not being a trust fund kid. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So that guy. He, spoilers again. Same spoiler though. He heel turns. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, and the rib cage has him, and they're like, "No, Mister Jingles or whatever his name was." <laughs> he had a dumb name. I remember that. <laughs> oh god! But anyway, they're like, "No, no," and he's like, "Save me, save me!" But they don't. They make no attempt to save him. They're just like, "No, don't get him, rib cage." And then he's like, "Guess what? I was in charge of rib cage the whole time." You know? Yeah. Yeah. But he had no motive, did he? Just to see if he could like summon some sort of evil and harness it. His name was Pops. Pops. There um, we go. <laughs> no, well, okay. <clears throat> no, he said um, that he was doing it to have people confront their worst fears and overcome them. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh my God, Pops was the second unit director uh, in Dead Poets Society. Poor Pops. I mean, okay. I, I like anyway, that movie. So, so, you know? but here's the thing. Okay, I get that. I get that clowns are like a pretty popular phobia. But is it that popular of a phobia to focus on that one niche? You know, like going after people who are afraid of clowns to see if they can overcome their their worst fear. Maybe he had other. You think Pops is some sort of like weird and like demon binder? Yeah. And he's got other ribcage type entities? Mm hmm. Well, there's your sequel idea. Like Brad Bell. Ribcage the Clown. Aaron Murtis. Raw Nerve the Dentist. <laughs> raw Nerve. No, okay, no, no. Because ribcage doesn't have anything to do with clowns. <laughs> okay. He'd be like Jackhammer, the dentist. <laughs> yeah. Achille even, no, even that's kind of dentist related. Achilles tendon, the dentist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nose hole. <laughs> Eyelash. <laughs> oh, this is stupid. This movie's stupid. And if you like it, you're stupid. <laughs> Right? Oh, no? Yeah. You know, I, yeah. It's it's real bad. Hey, I will put it this way, though. We've made a few short films, and it's better than anything we've made. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, if this Aaron Murtis guy asked me to do music for a film, I'd do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we, we've covered that it's a dumb movie with no plot, and but, but it's not that I... Like I said, it, it didn't seem like this... 
like the creative talent behind whether you talk about acting or, or directing or any of it doesn't seem like there's no potential there there's no. potential like i feel like with more money because this was obviously super low budget with what? more money and the ability for reshoots the ability to do stuff like it, they could make something better you know so yeah. You know, I, I tried it even on my terrible reviews, kind of like this. Um, I don't want to ever just be so negative that I can't see any positive aspects. Yeah. And so I do think that these people, it's not a lost cause for them to continue working creatively or anything like that. I think that they could do stuff because, like you said, there was stylistically there was you know constrained by budgets but they did make some cool style choices and stuff like that mm-hmm. and the acting was competent and the directing other than like the directing was technically okay <laughs> you know what i'm saying from a technical level it was fine it's just i don't know i just i was not a fan i hate to say it after this glowing review that i was not a fan <laughs> but hopefully next time yeah. I mean, like, this isn't their last movie. This movie was like two years ago, and they've made a couple since. Oh, God. More than one? Okay. They're just churning out shit, aren't they? <laughs> Excuse me. But, no, they had one in 2018, and then there's another one that was in, that's in post-production right now. Now, here's, the, here's what worries me, maybe a little bit, because, mm-hmm. like, like I said, you know... <sighs> On the surface, Clowntergeist is not a good movie, okay? Um, but, you know, it does have these little flashes of insight that show real potential for, like, pretty much everyone involved, mm-hmm. okay? Um, it is also, uh, one, two, like, the seventh film this guy did. As but, a director or what? Yeah. A writer. Wait, but hold on. If I'm looking... They all before this, other than uh, shorts, were shorts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was what that was what my caveat to that was going to be. If you would have let me finish, I won't. But that was it. Um, I uh, I don't know. There was just some things that like uh didn't didn't make any sense. Well, like like how Pops was like, I've got rib gauge completely under my control, and then his very next sentence was, "But lately he hasn't been listening." it's like i don't know just stuff like that but i feel like if this would have been campier like if they would have went killer clowns from outer space route with this i think it would have been better see i like there was a movie or not call it clowntergeist cut pops revenge or something there was a movie (laughs) i watched years ago and i want to say that I watched it like after drinking, you know, a night of like hanging out and drinking and, you know, come back from the bar and throw it on. And it was called a hundred tears and it was rated NC 17 and it was about a clown killer. I can't tell you what, like why I liked it because I was like, I think I may have even fell asleep in it, but I, I remember thinking like, Oh, okay. That was pretty good for a clown horror movie. You know? Mm-hmm. Maybe we had that one. You want to put too. that one on our list? Yeah, too? yeah. I'd like to see what I like. There was that, and then there were stitches, 
which was also damn i've seen a lot of clown horror it's a there's a lot there's a lot of it stitches bummed me out because one of the more innovative things that i've ever um written you know me and rodney our friend of the show rodney were working on something and one of the creative kills that i wrote and was proud of they did in stitches and i was like ah well, I guess I'll... Did you see Stitches first? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I watched... Uh, no, in fact, I watched it like a year after me and Rodney quit writing that and never put it out. But still. Uh, but... <laughs> but I still was just like, ah, uh, You know? But, yeah. But I remember both of those movies being okay, but I can't tell you much about either of them. I'll tell you that kill, though, later. So... <laughs> Anyway, okay. um, yeah, all in all, I mean, I don't have much more to say about this. Do you? No, no. All right, so time's up. <laughs> oh, God. No, I, that was just literally happenstance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so what would you give this out of five? You know, um, I, I, I want to, I kind of want to be a little generous and give it a two. That's exactly where I'm falling. A two out of five. <sighs> anyway, that was Clowntergeist. Okay. So I guess uh, we'll be back with like the first four chapters of it. Mm, yeah. All right. We'll be back. Isn't that what it is? All right. We are back. What are we talking, Brian? We're talking uh, Stephen King's seminal work, It. Mm, you what know. year was this? Like seventy eight. What is when he started it? When did he? When did? When did he write this? In the eighties, like I know, but like he's. I don't know. It tells you when he started it, writing. Yeah, nineteen eighty one is when he started it, and then eighty five is when it ended, or when it was actually. This done. is copyright eighty six. I know mm-hmm. publication date. I was getting there. September 15th, 1986. Yeah, I had no clue about the creative process of it. Like, you didn't read the Wikipedia page, too? No. No, man, I wanted to see this blind. I don't know where the story's going. <laughs> 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 I, I, I haven't watched the miniseries every year. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch that all the time with my wife. Um... I mean, I guess we hadn't watched it in a while, but yeah, that is kind of, <laughs> it is our movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, though, since the remake came out, I've only seen it maybe one, twice, maybe. The remake? No, the old one. Oh. I've seen the remake more. But, <laughs> but the remake uh, is good. The remake's great. And the old one's good in its own way. Yeah. Like, they're so different. I think the different. old one is... A lot of people's nostalgia, though. See, but I didn't see it till I was an adult. I never watched it as a kid. Yeah, but you don't count. <laughs> uh, maybe, but but no, I think that honestly, they're not they're not so similar. Like you know, because yeah. this book has a lot to draw from. Yeah, and we'll talk about that. So far in the book, we've read what was it? The first four chapters. Yeah, is what we're covering. Um. And we aren't into the meat of the plot. Like, if we're talking the movie, 
Uh, it's just now in the oh. first 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the remake. Um, but there's so much of the plot in the book that they have just omitted from the movie, which was yeah. so cool. Because if you're reading a book this length, it would suck to only be over shit that we've seen and just world building on top of that, right? Yeah. Which, granted, there is a whole lot of world building, but whatever. And so... What stuck out to you on this book? Um, okay, so I want to say that just before I forget, um, chapter one, the after the flood, the mm-hmm. one where uh, Georgie gets killed by Pennywise in the sewer, mm-hmm. right? Um, if that would have been it, right? If if the book would have ended there, if if that chapter would have been its own short story mm-hmm. that'd be like probably one of the best short stories i've ever read <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to say that like this this has probably the strongest opening chapter i've ever read of any book well i'll, I'll even expound upon that uh just all opening chapters aside that everything that i've read I don't know that I've read a better book than this. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> like I didn't want to be so far up this book's ass, but I am. Yeah. I am 100%. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, there's a, there's high watermarks, uh, real high watermarks, and this meets them. I don't know that it just blows everything out of the water. I've, I've read books at, that I've enjoyed as much. But in yeah. terms of just building a world... And honest to God, you open this fucking book and then you're like 30 more pages in. Like, it, it just sucks yeah. you in. And yeah. so it's just like, my God. Um, now, I, I know that there's a whole lot more, you know. Hey, my prediction, I won't enjoy the ending because it's Stephen King. And he's never <laughs> nailed an ending that uh, that I've seen. But, you don't think he's going to stick this one? No. But... But I mean, like this is just so 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 strong, and I think honestly it probably has an appeal to you know I'm I'm sentimental. I I don't know. I I think that we've established that the jury may be out on your sentimentality. Yeah, <laughs> but nostalgia's stupid. <laughs> but. uh but no, I mean, it really appeals to like, you know, this was a lot like our childhood. We, yeah, we, I mean, like I got H's carved into my stomach all the time. <laughs> yeah. Why? There's no one in my life that has an H. <laughs> like, shut up, Brian. Hold still. It's me carving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you. <laughs> it's for the podcast. What's a podcast? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Yeah. No, I mean, like, so far, le- okay, should should we talk about, like, what's actually going on in the first four chapters? Yeah, I think if we're doing it as more of, like, a book club than an actual thing. Yeah, so let's just let's just go chapter by chapter. Okay. Why not that? Okay, right. so uh, there's these little, like, eh, okay, so chapter one, right, uh, mm-hmm. after the flood, um, it's, I think, what a lot of people think about probably when you think about it is Mm -hmm. probably this. Yeah. You know, it's uh, little Georgie playing with the, the paper boat, um, getting his arm ripped off by a clown in the sewers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But (laughs) 
it's so good though. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know really where to start with it. Like, like you know, his, his description of um, of Pennywise in the sewer, right? Mm-hmm. And like the slow change it has between, okay, this is kind of weird that there's a, a clown in the sewer, but whatever, it's a five year old kid, to the five year old kid realizing that it's like basically a monster. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like the setup was so good. Um, like the uh, the bonding between Georgie and, and Bill. Uh, Bill to like make it a punch in the gut whenever Georgie's murdered. Mm-hmm. Right. The mystery, it all sets off, you know, then you find out it's part of a bigger thing where other children have been disappearing and stuff too. Great. Like it's, it's like a hell of a setup for the whole book. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, you know, and I think that that even in the movie, uh, in the remake, uh, or not even remake, because it's not technically a remake, but whatever. In the newer one. Just, okay, let's say movie and miniseries. Okay, so in the movie, the movie captured uh, their bonding between Georgie and Bill better than mm-hmm. the miniseries. Yeah. But even in that, you didn't get this nuance of them calling each other, like, you know, I don't remember what the name was, but they were like asshole or something. Yeah. And Call- then big brown asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like just the dumb things you would say to, to your sibling, you know? Yeah. It didn't capture that. And like you said, I, I think that it did do a fairly pretty, like a fairly good uh, representation of the novel on just the, uh, you know, the sewer scene. Like, mm-hmm. and it did it a lot better than, than the miniseries, which kind of it, he didn't he didn't uh, tempt him as much with oh yeah, yeah the can't you know the miniseries was kind of like oh yeah come on down here and got him you know yeah exactly but yeah this one this did you know it uh, like you said hell of a setup all right let's go to chapter two I'm good with that <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm just saying like if if the if the novel it didn't exist mm-hmm. right. And all we had was chapter one as its own standalone short story. I think it would probably be one of my favorite short stories. Yeah, I Just, agree. It's great. Yeah. Um, also, uh, now some of this is set up because I know what happens later. Mm-hmm. But there are even in this chapter one um, veiled like uh turtle imagery oh yeah yeah and the turtle <laughs> the turtle makes a lot bigger uh even as the chapters go by he makes yeah it, bigger it just kind of like just starts mentioning turtles <laughs> right and you're not really thinking anything of it because at first it's like you know um georgie's going down to the cellar to get wax to waterproof the boat and there's a can of turtle wax and he mentions about like how he he like lingers on it for a second looking at the turtle mm-hmm. and then like two cha- two like sentences later he's like thinking of the turtle again like <clears throat> and just stuff like that and it's like you know 
if that was all you knew, you'd just be like, well, that's just a kid that likes turtles. Okay, so I, when I was reading it, I know, uh, I, I, I'm not, I don't know all the mythology of the turtle in it. I do know that there's been a million jokes about Stephen King being like a turtle god. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, and God's a turtle, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there's a thing, uh, you know, uh, I've seen a meme where he's pitching it, you know, and it, it's like, <laughs> he's like, I got a story about a clown that lives in a sewer drain and God's a turtle <laughs> and, and just wait till I tell you about the sex scene later, you know? <laughs> like, like, and so, yeah, like I know just that. I don't know the, the mythology or anything, uh, expanded upon. So honestly, until they started mentioning the turtle later, I glossed completely over that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like if, if you don't have any frame of reference for like how important the turtle imagery is, Mm-hmm. It's just a kid like looking at a cartoon turtle. Yeah. And he's like, cool. But it's this, you know, already this seed set up for what's going to happen way later in the book. And then also the whole Stephen King mythology in the first place. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Cause I mean, we've established that on the show before. Uh, neither of us are like, I like, I have a lot of Stephen King short stories, I've only read a handful of his novels. I, I'm not even not, like I've read four, five, uh, not many of his novels at all. And I love his short stories, but his his novels. I mean, all I'm getting at is that I'm not Stephen King's biggest fan. I enjoy his yeah. work. I love his short stories. His novels are just too long for me to read all of them. <laughs> it's so damn long. Well, I mean, it's either that or re- I, I like a 200 to 300 page book. You yeah. know, I don't like like this oh one's God. like 1100. Yeah. Which is why we're covering it in over weeks upon weeks upon weeks. Yeah. All right. So do you want to go chapter two or you got anything else? No, I'm good. Let's go chapter two. Chapter two okay. uh, largely is focused on what appears to be a hate crime. And- appears to be. That's <laughs> like. <laughs> Well, okay. So, where I'm at right here is I'm not sure. I assumed that that it was an actual hate crime where, where the perpetrators under. Basically, I'm saying that this was a hate crime versus Pennywise killing a gay person, right? Yeah, I don't think that Pennywise cared he was gay. It, it was people under the hateful. No, no, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> appeared to be like. I don't think that someone's taken the fall for for this. I, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot later that it kind of alludes to where it's like, you know, Pennywise the, is the reason why all this stuff happens. Yeah, all the quote unquote sex crimes that happen later were actually probably Pennywise, like yeah. not well, like and him. just like uh, later, as we'll see in one of the interludes, like, um, you know, there there's it, it alludes to since Pennywise has been there for so long mm-hmm. that he's the reason why any of this stuff really happens or dairy in the first place. Yeah. He's hateful and all this shit. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, so, so are you saying like, it's a chicken and the egg thing. Is it, is it Pennywise? Is he the root of these people hating? No, I was actually people? saying, I was actually saying that, how it's presented in the novel is that it's a hate crime. 
But oh, I'm not sure if yeah. later, if it turns out that Pennywise did it. But I don't okay. think. Okay, yeah. I well, I mean. I don't think that that's the case. I think Pennywise it, was responsible for the actual death. Yeah, because he, he's turned the half, the town into hateful assholes. Yeah. <laughs> right? Basically. So, so, so we should actually talk about what's happening. So there's like a, there's a gay bar in, in Derry. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, some of the local Derryites. I don't know if that's what they call themselves. Uh, they should. The derriers. <laughs> um, the derriers. Wait. <laughs> uh, don't don't take too kindly to those sort of people in their town. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them seem to just turn a blind eye because it's like, uh, you know, kind of good for business, I guess, in a way. Yeah, you know? because like, doesn't it even say, uh, I didn't pay much attention or take note of it, uh, that... The owner like didn't start that bar to be a gay bar. Just, yeah, the uh, owner had no clue it was even a gay bar until like way later, because <laughs> he was just like, "Well, there's just a lot of dudes that hang out in my bar, but oh well." Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, well, like, like he didn't put two and two together. Like that, it's always sunny. The first episode of It's Always Sunny, where it just kind of turned into a gay bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's how it it is in this like it wasn't intended to be but whatever they didn't really seem to care as long as customers paid right exactly um he was gonna shut down shop and leave anyway and then um his business picked up so it this is basically the story of um two guys adrian mellon and uh don haggerty right Mm -hmm. and like don is the son of the neighbor who found georgie back Mm -hmm. in 1957 so this is in 1984 yeah that's what yeah yeah so it's weird because like in the movie the dates are different you know oh yeah yeah well yeah in the movie in the miniseries it's not yeah i know that's why i said the movie we decided to say movie and miniseries yeah and so i'm saying miniseries yeah Yeah. okay so anyway um basically they uh, they were you know at the bar hanging out and then um got really drunk and decided to walk home right mm-hmm. and um these what was it three guys right yes yeah because uh, it's the same as back in the 50s there were three yeah okay. yeah so um three guys uh decide to accost them and uh beat the crap out of them um mainly because um, I guess they felt offended because Adrian loved dairy so much. Yeah, he was wearing an I love dairy hat, and they yeah. were like, you know. Now, I will say, this chapter, I don't know that this chapter would be published today without controversy, <laughs> as written. I don't know. See, I, like, I, I, I kind of hate that. I do, too. Because, because, because bad guys say bad things and do bad things exactly yeah you know and so it's like if you if you neuter them right and you take away all the bad things that a bad guy can do well maybe it would i don't know we read just like hell and it was kind of like this but in novel form remember that uh just like hell nate southard's book where Mm -hmm. they it was basically just a long hate crime like a whole book full so maybe it would, but it wouldn't be published by whoever did this, like a big five book. Penguin Simon, Classics. Simon and Schuster. 
Yeah, they would not be. Probably. I, I don't know. Hell, maybe they would. Who knows? But yeah, the, all I'll say is this chapter, by and large, is very un-PC. Even, yeah, it's it's filled with some slurs and um, violence against homosexuals and stuff. But I mean, that's honestly, that's the point of the chapter. Well, yeah. You know, it's uh. it's the whole inciting incident of basically Pennywise waking up. Yeah, and also it kind of goes to prove even the town's like allies for the gay people are like just more of like turn a blind eye rather than yeah. support. Like it's just exactly. like, ah, oh, well, you know, they do their thing, you know? And that's yeah. like about it. Like uh, it's people that hate them and then people are like, ah, you know, you, hey, let them be. And that's about <laughs> like there's no support whatsoever. But anyway, but also yeah, it's, it's, it's the it's 80s. It's not really and, a... It's not really support for for them. It's just tolerance, yeah, and and not even like tolerance, like like the the good connotation of tolerance. <laughs> it's just well, like I mean that one cop wasn't so bad about it. Like, yeah, he, he was. Well, but the he, cop specifically said that he doesn't like gay people. <laughs> well, well, that's what I was gonna say. But he also was the biggest like like. But they let them do their thing. You know. Yeah. Exactly. He was like, you know, whatever he said, uh, he's like, you know, I don't want them around or I don't want to be around it or whatever. But, you know, basically he didn't like gay people, but he hated the gay bashers more. Which. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Like and that even growing up now, I don't know if it's uh, where we're located but even throughout the 90s, that's kind of a sentiment that we heard the most. Well, as long as they don't have sex yeah. with me. And that was basically kind of like, like, when have they ever been like, you, now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's never happened. So, uh, but whatever. Like, that, that I don't know. It kind of, uh, it resonated because it's like, man, that that's very uh, close to how... It was even throughout like the nineties, yeah. you know, well, basically from what I paid attention to in the nineties, you yeah. know, that's kind of how I remember a lot of it. Yeah. Mm. I mean, and, and we did grow up in a very conservative area. Yeah. So, I mean, that could have been part of it, but I think it's fairly, um, but that's saying, consistent. but that's saying like, I don't remember on, on the flip side, I don't rem- remember a lot of the. Maybe I was just tuning it out. Who the hell knows? But uh, I don't remember a lot of people just being like super anti, like fuck them. Yeah, you know. Either so, yeah, like exactly. when we say that we grew up in a conservative area, it was either not mentioned or mentioned in a oh, well, let them do their thing. But yeah. I didn't really see much like super outright support. But I also didn't really see like lots of hate either growing up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So anyway, long story short. Long story short, Adrian goes over the edge of the bridge that they're standing on, mm-hmm. and then uh, Pennywise eats him. Yep. <laughs> well, he doesn't just go over the edge. They push they, him. Yeah. Well, I mean, they throw him over the edge. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and, and then just Pennywise just straight up eats him. Yeah. Like, basically while staring Don in the eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And the cops kind of... Uh, basically kind of just shrug them off now it's at this point we hadn't started reading this for for this podcast yet i just started reading prior to us making plans and and agreeing on it and when i text you and was like wow it 
appears to be a police procedural over hate crime. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't uh, expecting that, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, and then almost for the most part, uh, by the next two, two chapters, hundred pages passes without them really focusing on this at all. I don't know if it'll, well, I, th- I think it, it might, cause it's the reason why like Pennywise come like wakes back up. So it might, factor back into it mm-hmm. or it could just be you know Stephen King just showing you that this is why he woke up yeah you know? and that did. and I do think this scene is actually in the next uh it though oh like is it, it chapter two um, makes... because it, t- it talks about how under the bridge there's like thousands of balloons uh-huh and there that scene is in the trailer yeah okay all yeah. right well cool so, um um all right uh also uh one of the dudes uh goes to Shawshank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, okay. The next chapter um it's next a big chapter one. is super long. Let's let's kind of go through it a little faster uh, only yeah, because yeah. there's uh, uh, so it's it, six it, different phone calls of Mike uh calling call the rest of the losers. Yeah. And Whoa, it's ba- dude, they're nice people. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's basically like just a a little introduction to who everyone is as a character. Yeah, um, a little bit about their past, um, a little bit about where they are now, mm-hmm. and um, how most of them are still kind of saddled with those insecurities and fears they had when they were children. Yeah, it's it's so <laughs> odd because they they present it. You know, most novels are kind of like you get past your childhood, and I think in in certain I don't know maybe it's just me projecting. In certain ways you do, and in certain ways you don't. You know, yeah. like, uh, I I don't think that I think you'd be weird if you never thought about your childhood <laughs> the way these people do. Uh, but also, the, I, I think most people grow and, and change into different people. These people are basically in a state of arrested development, but also never think about their childhood. Well, it's it's like they can't. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they've they've actually like forgotten their childhood until like Mike calls them and it's like, Hey, it's Mike from dairy. And then everything's back. But, yeah. but all of those, like, cause each one of them is basically, um, except for Stanley's is basically here. They are in the present and here they were in the past. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then, uh, what Ben's is a lot about him and Beverly, like in the past too. Yeah. But so, um, but but it's like you can see how none of them really have gotten over anything. No, and it's almost even, like even though it's been subconscious. Yeah, and it, and I'm sure that this is where it's heading. But it's like you know, Derry rewarded them for leaving because they were Pennywise's biggest threat. Yeah, you know, like they it seems like they were the only ones that could have stopped him, and so mm-hmm. they all went off except for Mike. All of them went off and became. Uh, very, very successful in their own fields and forgot about each other, forgot about their childhood, but they were all like successful in their own right. Um, and I guess the least successful would be Stanley. Stanley just kind of seemed to be like a normal guy. He's, he's, he owns his own like advertising firm. Yeah. Yeah. And it said that he kind of rubs elbows with, with like the, the I'd say the, the least, uh, successful one is Eddie. Really? He's a he's a limo driver. Yeah. Yeah, but he owns his own limo company. But yeah. That's tr- that's <laughs> true. But so this is it. So um we'll just we'll just go through them. So Stanley, 
Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert, uh, kills himself <laughs> at the bathtub. <laughs> yeah, he, he gets that call. Uh, what I did love about Stanley's chapter, though, is uh, whenever they were talking about... Um, well, I say chapter. Each chapter is subdivided in other chapters. <laughs> yeah, so. it's, yeah. Anyway, ch- chapter three, uh, the Stanley part. Chapter 3.1. Kind of is told from the perspective of his wife, pretty yeah. much. And she starts talking about, like, how she would ask him during certain times. One of the things that attracted her to him was the fact that he just was never fearful, like, of any yeah. chances. And he was just, like, he was also he was so sure of himself. And, yeah, and, and, like, stoic and, like, you know... He, and she one time had asked him something. And he's like, because the turtle will let it happen. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like he, this, this one gets real turtle heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they say it became like a little saying of theirs was like, you know, well, the turtle will do it or whatever. Yeah. Um, the turtle could, couldn't help us or the turtle could help us and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he gets this call from Mike. Uh, the, every, that's the premise of all these chapters is Mike is calling everybody because stuff is going crazy in Derry again. And um, he's just like, okay. And he's like, I'm going to go take a bath and just walks out and then kills himself in the bathtub. Yep. Like, and hardcore slits his wrists. <laughs> like, he, he says, like, he went down the street and across the tracks. Yeah. Right, like, like both ways. Yeah. Um, and then he also uh, scrawled it in blood on the wall. Mm-hmm. That's Stanley's. Yeah, so there's Stanley's. Uh, and also lots and lots about his wife uh, and how she had been discriminated against for being Jewish. Yeah. So basically this town has an undercurrent of hate all throughout it. Uh, all right, second call, Richie Tozer. Richie, he's basically, you know, he's the funny one. He's the DJ. Uh, beep, beep, Richie. Bill, Bill Hader is a perfect choice for this character. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so perfect. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Uh, and so, uh, I mean, honestly, there's not, it hadn't built, to me, he seemed like the least developed character in, in the book so far. Him and Bill, too. Which, because... Like, aren't they basically the main characters later? I don't know. I always thought Ben was kind of like the, the, uh, well, Bill, Bill and Ben seemed like, cause they had that whole love triangle with, yeah, with with Beverly. yeah. but I mean, I guess everyone has a love triangle with Beverly in the book, <laughs> but at least, uh, now that's, Hey, how many of them are there? Seven uh, yeah. love heptagram or heptagon. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so Richie, he he basically bails on his radio gig and leaves. Yeah. Then there's Ben. Ben, uh, ben has become an architect. Yeah. And he spends his nights being, like, very alone and, and getting smashed at, at this local bar. Yeah. We, you know, and it's, it's funny because, like, you, you know, we talked about how they've all kind of just stayed in the same point, right, in their lives. And, like, as a kid, he was lonely and, like, picked on because he was fat, mm-hmm. right? And um, now he's, by all accounts in the book, super attractive, 
mm-hmm. and is still super lonely. Yeah, it, so you know? much to the point that the bartender, Ricky Lee, says, like, yeah. there goes the loneliest man I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. I mean, and, and when a bartender says that, <laughs> yeah, you, you know something's wrong. But, yeah, I mean, he's just, I guess, still unfulfilled. Yeah. You know? Um, lonely dude. Uh, basically drinks a stein full of whiskey after Mike's call. <laughs> yeah, and the bartender's like, don't do it! Don't do it! You're gonna die! <laughs> and he's like, I won't yeah. die. Uh, then, because uh, he squeezed lemons in his eyes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, which wasn't played for laughs, but whatever. Um, I guess I guess I would have written a different version. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. Okay, and then who's next? Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, Eddie basically is a living Oedipus complex. And yeah. that's basic. I mean, to be honest, that's literally all, all that his chapter was. Yeah, he married his mother. Yeah. And, um, and even, which is even weirder because she was like very overbearing and overprotective. And he married someone that's basically the exact same. And he's still like, I love the part where it spends like two pages, um, describing all the pills he's got in his medicine cabinet. Yeah, yeah. Well, his wife seems sweeter than his mom because it does mention yeah. how sweet she is. But yeah, she still is very overbearing. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, then there's Beverly Marsh, and she has basically married her father. Yeah. Uh, now it doesn't talk about her childhood yet, but in the movies, you know, just learning what you know, her her dad was abusive. Yeah, and this one's from the perspective of her of her abusive husband. Yeah. And then there's Bill. Bill gets the call. Uh, so basically, she beats the shit out of her husband, and yeah. like he go- comes at her, and she's like, "Don't you do that? Don't come at me!" She beats the shit out of him, leaves him bloody. And yeah. I mean, I guess he had roughed her up too, but mm-hmm. she won this round. Yeah, um, it was largely self defense. Oh, for sure, for sure. She didn't like get a call and go raging on him. Like he, <laughs> she, she told him she was leaving, and he's like, "No, you're not." And starts whipping her with the belt. And she grabs the belt and beats the shit out of him. Flips a dresser on him, smashes it, yeah. and he. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I, and then Bill, Bill gets called. He uh, just kind of talks about his childhood with his wife, and he slips back into stuttering. Yeah, and stuff. which that first time he stuttered mm-hmm. was like, like. So, like, I guess rewarding narratively because you know, because it talks about the whole time about how he doesn't stutter anymore and how, like, she thinks he's super self confident and, like, how he always feels like he's, um, you know, choosing his words very wisely and he's got these words of wisdom coming out and all this stuff, right? And then he starts talking about what happened when he was a kid and he starts stuttering again. And then he does like the sort of Hulk reveal where it's like he's always like one step away from stuttering. It's yeah. just he's got all these like tricks. And so all this self confidence and stuff is just false. Right. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. And he's but, a successful novelist. Like, yeah. He, and screenwriter. Yeah. He so, seems like Stephen King. <laughs> yeah. It feels like it feels like Bill is an idealized Stephen King. Mm hmm. And it feels like Ben is actually Stephen King. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. So that lines us up to chapter. Well, first interlude. First interlude. God, I forgot about that. So, well, I mean, it's, 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 (laughs) we can go through it quick because it's, it's basically an interlude and also Mike's introduction chapter. 
Yeah. Because he made all the calls, so he didn't get a, you know, a call thing. But basically, uh, Mike has stayed in Derry the whole time. Mm-hmm. And he's decided to take it upon himself to learn everything he can about Derry. Mm-hmm. And what he has learned is basically there's been crazy crap going on and like murder sprees every 27 or so years. Um, yeah, they have like six times the murder rate of the national average. Yeah, and, and like, yeah, six times murder rate and uh, children disappear at a, a rate of 40 to 60 a year. So it's like even like when it's not it season, right? <laughs> it season. <laughs> um, but so so he goes through and there's like some really interesting history about everything that's happened. Like you know every so often every twenty seven or so years, um, going back as far as they can anyway, which is in like seventeen hundreds. Mm-hmm. But what I think is the most telling about this chapter and the most interesting thing is that everyone knows yeah. like there's a there's a point where he talks of like he's been talking to this old librarian right because that's what he is now but he's talking about how all the old people of Derry know all this yeah and, and they know something happens every 27 years and previous historians had like off themselves and stuff yeah. like that and like, like once they've gotten per- past like a certain point of knowledge it seems they just kill themselves yeah or the- they'll just die and it's like that to me is the most telling because like you know it really does feel like Derry is a character oh for sure you know or or like there's just something super wrong with the whole town and this sort of sets that up yeah so no i i this chapter to me was the creepiest so far yeah um because not only does it show like explicitly like this person was killed, this person was killed, but it also had like the subtext of like the town kind of closing in, you yeah. know, on, on Mike itself, you know? And, and, yeah. Oh and, yeah. You, it, you can like almost feel the paranoia. Mm-hmm. And, and it actually, that, that, uh, claustrophobic vibe of it kind of reminded me a lot of house of leaves. Um, yeah, just, and how dense this was. It was just like trying to cram a whole hell of a lot of history in a few pages. Yeah. You know, this was, yeah, I think this is like the shortest chapter we've had so far. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's so much in it. Yeah. And uh, really, uh, what it all kind of keeps going back to is the fact that like something's in the sewer. Yeah. You know, cause it, a, one of the stories, a lot of them happen near sewers or, or drainage ditches and shit like that. But then one of the yeah. stories, a woman heard her, was it a woman? No, it was a man. His well, the woman m- first heard her child, like her dead daughter's like and, laugh and voices and stuff coming from the sink. Yeah. And then the guy, the guy heard the bathtub r- draining and he like, he kind of always wrote his wife off uh, yeah. from what it sounded like as kind of going nuts after her kid died. And yeah. then, then like the he heard, yeah, he heard it himself and <clears throat> it sounded like laughter and screams of his daughter. So anyway, yeah. Uh, interesting, interesting chapter. Um, and then chapter four, we're going, this is Ben's childhood and yeah. really, it kind of goes down to Ben being overweight, very lonely, and uh, very hopeful, like an optimistic type kid. Yeah, like just he's, 
<laughs> it, it was like, you know, you know, it's like he got picked on in school and stuff, but there were things that still made him happy. Mm-hmm. And he did those things. Yeah. You know, like he went to the, he went to the library and go read and stuff. Cause it's like, that's what he enjoyed doing. And it's like, even though, you know, he got picked on and stuff, he didn't stop doing the things he liked to do. It yeah. was like super optimistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah well well the first half um, yeah yeah and it's like he likes beverly and he, like he you know it's like he sees these postcards in the library and he's like you know what i'm gonna write her a poem it's like, <laughs> little little optimistic ben you know and i kind of always uh you know i'm not a poetry guy but <laughs> that's what they call them right poetry yeah. guys poetry um, guys i'm not a poetry guy but uh in the movie of it when he wrote this uh poem it i was like eh <laughs> you know but it really was like a very thoughtful and uh, telling poem and a haiku yeah. you know yeah and, and so i don't know it really kind of spoke volumes for his character that he didn't really seem to care yes he would like her to like him but it was more important to him that he got it off his chest that he liked her or at least let her know that someone liked her you know yes, and so someone because he didn't even sign it yeah and so I don't know. I really like I. I really liked Ben or like Ben a lot more in this than in the movie because it fleshed him out so far a lot. Yeah, more. definitely. In the movie, it's basically here's the little fat kid that everyone makes fun of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but one thing Stephen King said in here said he's talking to me and um. <laughs> No, one thing that he wrote in here was that, like, you know, blind kids don't know what it's like to see or something like that. And, and, and reckoning uh, his loneliness to him that, you know, he never had friends. He never had anything. So he was happy because he didn't know what he was missing out on. Yeah. And and, and that's a real depressing way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I was just like, oh, shit. You know, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, um, So. He doesn't let Henry Bowers, the local bully, which these are Stephen King bullies, not regular bullies. <laughs> yeah, know? so they are quick to violence <laughs> and, and will just straight up murder children <laughs> instead of like tripping them. Yeah, instead of like, <laughs> hey, fatty, why don't you go be fat somewhere? You're fat. Yeah. And they say Steve, all that, but then they'll knife you in the stomach, yeah. <laughs> which is what happens to him. He it's he they carve Henry Bowers carves H onto his stomach. <laughs> do you, do you think? Do you think um, Stephen King was bullied when he was a child? Of course, of course. <laughs> you don't. You think he wasn't? I'm just saying because his bullies are like real mean. <laughs> yeah, they're super scary. Um, <laughs> I think yeah, he was definitely bullied as a kid. Okay, but also he was probably always deep into a book. Mm-hmm. Um, probably an introvert, you know, and you know, what's interesting. I didn't think about it till now. So one of the things that I've read, not really a short story or a novel of his, but my favorite thing actually so far that I've read other than this, which is amazing, um, (laughs) is on writing and he talks about his childhood and you know what? Dude, he says he doesn't remember his childhood in there. And that's just clicking with me. He's like, yeah, I didn't, you know, my childhood was largely unremarkable. I don't remember it. Like, Neat. So you thinking Stephen King and six of his friends 
fought some sort of interdimensional demon. No, but I do think (laughs) that this is more based on his childhood in terms of being rewarded for something he doesn't remember. Creepy. You know? Whatever. I mean, he or, he talks a little bit about like his childhood. He's like 60-something years old and just can't remember the fact. <laughs> oh, and also that decade of Coke. Yeah, which is what he kind of chalks it up to. Um, he also doesn't remember writing Cujo. Yeah. Uh, and like of all the Coke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he write Cujo in like two days? I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember, but if you haven't read on writing, it is fantastic. It, like... Absolutely, I would recommend it to anyone. It has a lot to do with writing, uh, but mostly, uh, mostly just kind of his memoir, and yeah. really, really good. It's short; it's like two hundred pages. I would recommend it. It's so good. But anyway, uh, yeah. So back to this. So Henry Bowers. Uh, it all kind of comes down to. Henry has failed down to, uh, he failed once or was held back. Yeah. Uh, and I think in the movie, wasn't, wasn't his dad a cop? But in this, he's not. He like kills um, the field. I don't remember. I thought he was a cop, but. They, they mention his dad in the movie, but maybe they mention him in later in the book. Well, they mentioned him in the book that he makes him till the fields and shit. Because remember, oh, yeah. remember, if he was held back, his dad would beat him every day for missing yeah. the crops. But this is also like 1958. Yeah, but so he murders him. I know, I, <laughs> I know. But I mean, like, I'm saying maybe the whole farmer aspect oh, yeah, of yeah, it cause he's, had to be 80s. changed because like farmers weren't super like relevant whenever you shift it 30 more years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, like they. I'm not saying farmers aren't relevant. I'm saying like no, it wasn't dude. as common. You no, it wasn't as ass. common of a. <laughs> shut up. It wasn't as common of a occupation as it was in the 50s. Yeah. No, I got you. Because now it's mostly larger scale, like industrial farming, mm-hmm. yep. as opposed to like the family farm that sold things at the farmers market. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now it's huge farms first. with. Uh, you know, socialism aspects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get their, their government Subsidy. subs, which anyway. is good because it keeps the country fed. Yeah. Because so, <laughs> think about it. If the farmers struck, we'd all die. That's a Probably. fun. That's a fun thing. Probably. <laughs> so keep that socialism going. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so uh, what were we going to say? So, uh... Ben is getting um, basically stabbed to death by by bully. Um, like, okay, I guess what I overlooked of- the fact that we could all farm. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the flaw in mine. Uh, so, so here here's the flaw in like Henry's thinking. Mm-hmm. What if he would have killed Ben, and just because he was trying to sign his name with a knife, like, like. He wouldn't have any plausible deniability. I don't think Henry gives a shit. He yeah, murders probably. his dad <laughs> later, you know, like, yeah. Well, I assume he murders his dad in the novel. He did in the movie, but yeah, that'd be a weird scene to add to the movie. Yeah. Instead I, of- and the miniseries. I yeah. think the miniseries, he, he did it. I know he ends up in prison, uh, yeah. but yeah, 
I mean, Henry just seems to be the walking embodiment of evil. Yeah. He seems every bit as evil as Pennywise. You know? Yeah. But anyway. Well, well, I mean, Henry he's got less of eat children. <laughs> yeah. That we know of. Some kid <laughs> made fun of his pink jacket and he knocked his teeth out. <laughs> like. Yeah. yeah. Huh. He's going to carve his name into Ben just because he was fat. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, so uh, Ben gets away from him, right? Uh, he fights back, gets away from him, um, tries running away, and then runs into uh, Bill and... Um, Eddie? Eddie, yeah, building a dam. Yeah, and Eddie was having, like, an asthma problem, right? He always has an asthma problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know That's if it's like ever. his defining characteristic. <laughs> <laughs> Constantly... <Yeah. laughs> asthma attack yeah he eddie i feel bad for and i think you're supposed to but he doesn't really out of everyone it seems like it kind of just shits on him all the time yeah but anyway oh and also uh ben sees pennywise yeah 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 Yeah. all right well (laughs) that brings Uh, us i will say the the movie version of pennywise is so much more novel accurate to the description than yeah, than the uh, miniseries Tim Curry one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Tim Curry just looks like a clown. Yeah. Right? He's got a colorful suit and stuff like that. Um but like they make a point to say that Pennywise's suit is like dingy old yeah, white shitty. suit. Yeah, <laughs> and shitty and like just has orange pom-poms and shoes and that's basically exactly what the movie one looks like yeah so well, yeah I, I really really have enjoyed this so far i can't yeah, wait i am i am digging it a lot let's uh let's review review the first four chapters uh, out of five <laughs> anyway, all right and then just average it all later yeah yeah i mean five anyway so. yeah it would probably be a five <laughs> So, all right. Well, we will be back with more chapters. Uh, I guess we should probably set. I'm um, well no. Probably, probably four more chapters. So, if we do, We're gonna do up this. to chapter twelve, um, that's fifty four percent. Uh, yeah. Let's not do up to that. If we're doing this on five, if we're doing this on, let's just. I thought we were trying to shoot for four. Ah, dude, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to do that, then... Um, Read up to the end of the second interlude? Yeah, because so, chapter 10 starts at 42%. Okay. All right, so we will be reading through the second interlude, which comes right after chapter 9. Um, so for the next episode, will be probably two weeks. From now, we will be reading that. Why don't y'all read with us? <laughs> Come read let with us, me. Let us know what you think. Yep, let us know what you think. I like how all these subtitles of mm-hmm. the chapters are all like the same sentence or whatever. Like earlier, it was like, um, Stanley takes a bath. You know, uh, Beverly takes a whooping, right? Mm-hmm. It was all takes a whatever. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at chapter 10 where we were going to stop. And it's uh, so and so gets a blank. Oh, really? That's not how mine is. Oh, mine has like subtitle. 
yeah, my, chapter things. Mine does too, but and maybe it does in the book. But on the ben table Hansen of contents, gets, like this one says, Ben gets skinny. You know, oh, it's like, yeah, this is part three, grown ups. Chapter ten, the reunion. Yeah, it's still called the reunion, but then there's like uh, after. Yeah. I'll bet every it, little sub chapter. I'll bet it says that in the actual novel, but yeah, I don't know. Whatever. <sighs> It'd be so. Fo- Even though I know the page number, why would I? <laughs> All right, let's see if it uh, says that. No, no, chapter ten, the re. Oh yeah, yeah. Bill Denbro gets a cab. Yeah, and then later it's um the next one is. <laughs> Someone gets skinny. Uh, ben gets skinny. No, just Bill gets, gets a look. A look, Bill Denbro gets a look. Yeah, huh? I just, I just think that's neat. Just the mat, like, sim- symmetrically. Yeah. Well, yeah. Stephen King is a genius. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'll. <laughs> but that's a, that's a hot take, Craig. Yeah, I think he's a pretty good writer, man. <laughs> pretty. Good. Yeah. He's got potential, you know. <laughs> I think we're gonna be hearing more from this guy. All right. So what are we what are we gonna do for the movie? Are we gonna do a hundred tiers? I know Funland's streaming for free. Let's do Funland. All right, Funland, and then this. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be back with part two of Beanie Summer of Fun. <laughs> all right. We'll <laughs> see you then. The podcast you just heard is part of the B and E Network. Brought to you by BMovies and eBooks.com. Yeah.